Bonds was torn and safety pinned together in all the dangerous places. There was a cobra tattooed on her left arm that snaked all around her limb, its toothy head delicately inked on the back of her hand. I did not see a panty line. Sue me for looking. Her face was not symmetrical, and some would see that as a flaw. There was a bump in her nose, and her smile was kind of crooked, tilting to favor the left side over the right. But it made her unique, and I would take unique over an interchangeable TV paper doll any day. She was beautiful, and not just Indianapolis beautiful, at least to me. She'd have turned my head in L.A. or London. But she was standing here before me in a bar in Indianapolis filled with horror nerds and sci-fi geeks. She had approached me and tapped me on the shoulder— and smiled her crooked grin at me. I faced her and held my breath, wondering what this lovely woman, who could have been twenty or thirty, I couldn't tell, but definitely decades younger than me, could possibly want from me. Hi, she said. You're Jack Tarrington, right? Wow. She meant to come to me. It wasn't a mistake. Yes, I'm Jack. Who are you? I'm Marion, she said. Marion Crane. I knew the name. Anybody who'd ever seen Psycho knew that name. Then you're not going to last beyond the second reel, are you? I said. She smiled, but the smile was a dare. It's my real name. My parents once had a sense of humor and loved Hitchcock. Well then, let me buy you a drink to toast to the Cranes and their little girl Marion, I said. What'll you have? I'll have a Negroni, she said, and I'm nobody's little girl. She scooted into the seat next to me, and I tried to process what was happening to me as I tagged the bartender and ordered her drink. Me, Jack Tarrington, the guy who made Taxed, and Gigantic, in Indianapolis, at a horror convention, thinning hair, thickening waist, deflated bank account— sitting next to a really stunning woman, definitely from the dark side of the moon, but gorgeous nonetheless. Perhaps even more attractive, because she was indeed not the girl next door. I liked individuality in a woman, in life and in art. And she was singular, to say the least. Which made me a bit nervous, frankly. The bartender settled her drink in front of her, and she immediately swooped it off the bar and swallowed in a greedy gang of gulps. It was clear that this was not her first beverage of the night. Her green irised eyes were gleaming, with just the trace of red at the rims. But she maintained beautifully. Could I have another one, please? Of course, I said, happy to oblige. If it took drunkenness to keep her next to me, then drunkenness was definitely an option— not that she was really drunk yet. A little friendly, maybe even a little tipsy, but a long way from drunk. You should remake it, she said, and I was confused. The drink? The bartender delivered her second Negroni. Taxed. I sipped my doers. Um, are you an actress? Oh, Christ, that would suck. I mean, in the past, I was never above using the old director-actress thing to get up close and personal— but it created more problems than orgasms, and really wasn't worth the insanity. She laughed.
tittered, really. It was a petite laugh, and adorably unexpected from this gothic beauty. No, she said, only when I have to be. That's a relief. Why's that? she asked, looking innocent, which, given her exotic and sultry appearance, should have been a stretch for her. You know, director, actress, all that Hollywood shit. I live in Kansas City. You know what I mean. Yes, she said. I guess I do. So what brings you to Indianapolis from Kansas City? That right side of her mouth crept up into an irresistible sideways smile. Monster Thon, she said. And you. That took me by surprise. I love dark fantasy. I love horror movies and books and art. I was born in the shadows. I looked down at the snake on her.